Well, hey, Life Church, it's really, really great to have each one of you. Just want to say thank you to Stephen and the band, and thank you, Pastor Eric. And uh, as we are in a new time and a new season, uh, even 10 days ago, uh, we weren't even thinking about having only online services, and yet here we are. And it's like a new reality has kind of uh, hit the church. A new reality has hit our community, hit our society as we're trying to grapple with what are the things that are coming next. And I uh, just want you to know um, at Life Church, we are praying for you, believing for God to do incredible miracles in each one of your lives, praying for the safety and health of our community. At the end of service uh, this morning, we are going to have a time of prayer together as a, uh, as a family of believers. And I uh, just want to thank you in advance for all the support you're giving uh, to one another in the church and uh, to your neighborhoods and, your, and our community. So thank you so much, Life Church, uh, for being Jesus' hands extended. Uh, there might be some of you who are gathered uh, for the very, very first time. You were just kind of scrolling through Facebook and saw uh, a church service going on, and you just paused, and now here you are hanging out with us. Thank you for being here. Uh, maybe you're also part of a, another faith community that's not live streaming this morning, and you find yourself here with us. Thank you. It's really great to have each one of you. And uh, please, as always, check out uh, LifeChurchUtah.com uh, for updated information and things that are happening uh, here at the church uh, with the church family. Um, one of the things you can also do to help us out is uh, online uh, here for Facebook Live. Uh, you're able to uh, go there and to share this, and I encourage you to go ahead and share that right now. Uh, that way it goes to your news feed or particular people uh, that you are inviting to be a part of this, and would love, love to have that shared across Facebook and uh, just to see what God can do today. Um, you know, we are tasked with uh, shepherding our congregation, and we as a staff, we take this uh, very, very seriously. Heard a story recently of a, a pastor in England uh, during World War II. His name was uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones. He was pastor at Westminster Chapel. And uh, one, uh, one Sunday morning when they were uh, in the middle of their service, a, uh, a bomb exploded right outside of the chapel. And it shook the building. Uh, plaster began falling uh, from, from the building. At that point was right when uh, Pastor Lloyd was, uh, uh, was praying uh, for the congregation. And uh, the story goes that he just kind of paused and let everything kind of settle and the dust settle. And then he finished his prayer and just went on preaching. And I think for some of us today, that, that seems uh, pretty crazy if something like that happened. And yet, here we are, uh, just a few days ago, uh, we experienced the 5.7 trimmer. How many of you felt that? I think pretty much everybody in the Salt Lake Valley did. Uh, it kind of shook us up out of bed, and our kids were wondering what was going on. Um, and uh, we wake up now to a new reality around us, not only the earthquake, but the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, all of these things. And these are just challenges that we are facing. Now, we all want to get through these well, right? I don't think any of us want to fail in the middle of this. We want to get through it well, but some of us may be feeling a bit overwhelmed. Um, on Wednesday, when the earthquake hit, and then all the aftershocks, I was actually um, uh, pretty amazed at my own response to that, as uh, I, I wasn't responding as well as I, I thought I should. And I think on the outside, everything looked good, and I was being the strong dad and the strong husband. Uh, but man, on the inside, it's just like everything was piling up, piling up, and every little aftershock, you wonder, is this one going to be worse than the one before? And there's even a little bit of fear and anxiety begins creeping in, and I, I'm not prone to that very often, and yet here I was internally really struggling with that. Um, so I know that that sense of overwhelm can crash in upon us. 
Uh, the crazy thing is now if there's an aftershock, we're like, yeah, whatever, just an aftershock. We're all good. We survived the 5.7. It's amazing how quickly we adapt to the situations around us. So how do we proceed? How do we as a church, how do we as followers of Christ, most importantly, how do we proceed um, given the crisis around us and we see the, the economy uh, struggling and, and families that are struggling and uh, those, uh, we, we know that job losses potentially are coming. How do we handle these things? So there's been a common theme as I've been talking uh, at different times on Facebook and then for, through phone calls and stuff. Uh, one of those common themes uh, that we have, and I want to go through four, uh, four things this morning. Uh, number one, we are not controlled by fear. We're not controlled by fear. As believers, uh, our position is not one of fear, but our position is uh, very, very different than that. So um, some have been spun into this paranoia that the, the coronavirus in particular has caused, and you see a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff on the news. We see, see a lot of things that are uh, challenging us, a lot of things that add up to make it difficult for us. Um, and we can address this coronavirus pandemic either through fear or I believe the healthier way is for us to approach it through the word of God. And so a couple of verses that would be, I think, familiar to, uh, to many who've been in the church for a while. And if you haven't been in the church, uh, let me tell you, the Bible is filled with so many things uh, that allow us uh, to find in the midst of fear. We can find answers because 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. I love that. And I know I've shared this verse before, actually a couple of times, becoming kind of a theme in my own heart. Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. This is not how we live our lives is under fear, but we live a life through the power of the Spirit of God, through power and love and sound judgment. Uh, other versions of the Bible would say we have a sound mind, and so we're able to think properly. Another one, Isaiah 41.10 says, don't fear because I am with you. And these are God's words to the nation of Israel that are the same for us. Don't fear because I am with you. Don't be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will hold you with my righteous, strong hand. God upholds us in a time of fear. Now, the circumstances around us, they certainly can induce fear in our lives, but we don't have to operate and make decisions based on that fear. Jesus himself, uh, Jesus himself also says this, says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, let me say that again, each day has enough trouble of its own. Every day, we don't have to be thinking about tomorrow. What's today now is the day that we live. And if we choose to live in fear, what we're going to do is begin projecting an expectation of fear into the future. And I think God has called us just like what Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We focus on today and say, okay, God, what do you have for me this day? Now, we can speak into the heart of fear because we are called to be a people who are sober-minded. We, we are called to be a people uh, who are disciplined in the way that we think to our daily lives. Um, one of the things we can do, not living in fear, but we can be extremely wise in uh, even our own hygiene, right? For us to wash our hands and do all the things that we have been told to do to make sure uh, that we don't uh, participate as far as we're able to, not, don't participate in the coronavirus. That we do the things we're supposed to do. 
Um, even for those who choose to self-quarantine, the decision is not one out of fear, but really just the opposite. That when you choose to do that, it's actually out of care because you are caring for your neighbor, you're caring for your loved ones, you're caring for those who are vulnerable by the choices that you make. And so I wanna encourage you, if you feel that you need to do that, boy, go ahead and do that. Just don't do it in fear. Recognize you're doing it, uh, not in fear. Um, In talking to a few parents uh, this week, just kind of processing with them about how, uh, how they're handling it and how their kids are handling all of this, especially when it came to the earthquake. Um, and I got to tell you, there was uh, quite a bit of anxiety in, in, among a number of children uh, and the parents who I was talking to. Uh, that anxiety showed up where the kids were wondering, you know, was uh, you know, the, the house going to fall down? Were there other problems that were going to be associated with it? One, uh, one parent who I was talking to, I think, dealt with it pretty creatively. They got under the uh, kitchen table. They got all the pillows from around them, uh, from the couches, put it up ar- around the kitchen table, made it into a fortress. And then they had a fantastic time as a family, uh, gathered together, uh, kind of being together close in those close quarters. Uh, but they were protected and the kids uh, really enjoyed it. And so I think we can be creative in our lives uh, when we are dealing with fear. Another thing... Um, that we attempt to do, and, and, and I choose that word wisely here, uh, so we don't, um, we don't, we're not controlled by fear. And then the second thing we do, we attempt to walk in faith. When I say we attempt to walk in faith is I recognize that can be difficult in seasons like this. We want to make the right choices, but we know that there's a struggle internal in us, and man, the pressures of the world around us, pressures even of other family members uh, trying to push us to do certain things, and so we attempt to walk by faith. So it's very easy to think a lot about fear and not so much about faith, but scripture calls us to not only be bold, uh, but to live, uh, but to believe boldly in the midst of crisis. Psalm 23 says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Think about that in the darkest valley, in the deepest point of hurt in your life, the deepest point of uncertainty in your life. God is with us. We're not going to fear any evil in that time, and that takes faith. It takes faith to understand that God is absolutely on our side in the middle of difficult circumstances, and so we attempt to walk by faith. We do it imperfectly all the time. Why would it be any different right now? And so, Lord, help us to walk confidently in that faith. And the next one is Romans chapter 8, verse 38. Many of you would be familiar with this. It says, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things nor future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There are some of you who are uh, watching right now, it doesn't matter where you are, but you're watching right now and you don't have that assurance of Jesus Christ being with you. You don't have that assurance of God's love in your life. At the end of service today, I'm going to walk you through some choices that you can make today to have that assurance. Now, one of the other things, we, we, don't, uh, we don't live in fear. We attempt to walk by faith. And then uh, what we do at that point is we continue to respond with hospitality. Now, as a body of Christ, we should be the people uh, that are responding to the needs around us. We should be those who are taking those first steps to be creative and innovative to reaching our uh, friends and our neighbors, even in a time like this. Matthew chapter 25, this is what kind of animates us as a church body. It says, for I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. 
I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you did not clothe me. I was sick and in, in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. So we have a responsibility to be hospitable to those around us. Right? Because uh, we, we never know how Jesus is going to use those moments in our life when we are reaching out with wisdom, when we're reaching out with wisdom to those who maybe don't have in the season. Now, in a time of crisis, in a time where there's a bit of fear associated, it's very easy to self-isolate, to pull ourselves out of our community. But this is where that heart of hospitality, I believe the heart of Jesus should most shine, is for us to be able to continue to reach. Now, we have to be careful how we do this, uh, but some of the ways that would be uh, wonderful, and, and uh, there are probably thousands of different ways to do this in healthy ways, uh, but why not, uh, why not a handwritten note to everybody in your neighborhood? Just something letting them know you're praying for them, thinking about them during this time, and letting them, letting them know if they've got a need, that they can come to your house, and you can help them uh, solve those needs, or they can respond to you by email. Uh, food delivery credits on services such as DoorDash or Uber Eats or things like that. Uh, maybe there's somebody who's vulnerable in your neighborhood, uh, somebody that lives just down the street from you, an elderly person or somebody else with, who's immune compromised. Reach out to them and figure out a way that you can help meet their needs. If you're heading off to the grocery store, why not grab a few extra things, not for yourself, but for those who might be in need in your neighborhood. Maybe there's somebody in the body of Christ that you know is in need, uh, an elderly person that's uh, isolated or shut in that you can reach out to. This is our chance to shine, body of Christ. This is our chance, Life Church, to be able to show the world around us that the body of Christ will not be stopped, that the message of Jesus Christ is powerful in these moments, especially when the rest of the world is, it feels like it's crumbling and there's panic, that we as the people of God can stand firm. And then very finally, what we are to do is we are to trust God in prayer. To trust God in prayer. This is a command from 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 21. And it says this, Hear the supplications of your servants and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. God is listening to every heart's cry. God is listening to every moment and every moan that we might have and wondering when is it going to stop. God understands and hears, and the great thing is, is that he responds. And obviously, this is a great time for us in all of our lives to go, okay, God, I'm taking stock of my own life, Lord. How am I responding in these moments? And then I love what Jesus prays in uh, John chapter 17, verse 15. As Jesus was praying for his disciples in a very intimate time there uh, towards the, the, the Last Supper, John 17, 15, says, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. He was saying, Father, I don't want you to take my people out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. There's a protection, I believe, that we have because this is Jesus' prayer for us. Jesus prayed that we would be protected. Jesus prayed that, that, um, that his spirit would be so with us that we can be confident in God's plan for our life. And so this directs our prayer life in the midst of the coronavirus scare in a couple of ways. First of all, obviously, we must pray. We must be a people of prayer. 
If we aren't praying, we aren't fully engaging uh, the, all of these difficulties around us in a, in a Christian way. We're not engaging them biblically the way that we should. So we pray for safety, pray for protection, pray for healing, pray for recovery. Uh, but second thing here is not just those physical things that are out there. Um, I believe that we must also pray for spiritual protection. In this time, we recognize our frailty. I don't know, like I shared earlier, I don't know if any of you kind of came up against that in your own life, but there's a sense about all of this that, that rattles us to the core. And we sense our own frailty, and we need to say, God, protect us spiritually in this time. Protect our hearts, protect our, our minds, uh, protect our emotions in the middle of all of this because we want to be confident, yet at the same time, want to be realistic and also recognize that God is always with us. And when we pray, he hears us. So as I shared last week, and if uh, you haven't seen that, please head back to our Facebook or also our YouTube, YouTube channel uh, as we were talking about this. But um, here's what Life Church is all about. We exist to lead the people of the valley to be more like Jesus. We exist to lead the people of the valley to be more like Jesus. And folks, this is the call that God has put upon every one of us, regardless if you're on staff here at Life Church, uh, whether you're a volunteer at Life Church, whether you just attend here, or this is your first time to watch anything uh, concerning Life Church. This is who we are. We believe that God wants us to be like His Son, Jesus Christ. So here's what I want to do for those of you uh, who perhaps uh, have never uh, chosen to follow after Jesus with all of your heart all of your mind and your soul. You don't even know what that means. But right now, you are shaken to the core, but you have no foundation to stand on. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to just take a moment, look in your own life, and recognize that you need Jesus desperately. There's so many people around uh, in the Salt Lake Valley and beyond that are praying for you right now as you are struggling with trying to find the meaning and purpose in your life. I'm going to invite you to do this with me just very, very simply, a very, very simple prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you into my life. Change me from the inside out. I don't understand all of this. I don't fully grasp everything that's going on around me. But Jesus, I know that I need you. And so Jesus, save me. Save me from my sins. Save me from my insecurities. And help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we want to invite you on this journey, and we've got some, uh, some ways to help you with that. And on the screen right now is a number that you can text to, and uh, we would love to, uh, to have you take us up on this. It's a kind of a, a journey, just a very short journey to help you in this decision that you've made. And in closing us out uh, today, I'd just like to pray over us as the people of God. And uh, in this prayer, I'm going to invite everybody where, where you are in your rooms to join me in this prayer, uh, whether you're on the road right now or you are at your home with all of your family. Join me in this prayer as we pray for our community. Lord, I thank you for today. God, I'm so grateful for the people of God and so grateful that we have this opportunity to gather together uh, online uh, as people of faith uh, really all over the country. And God, as we lift up the needs of our community, and God, this whole week as needs have been coming in uh, here to Life Church, God, we lift up the people to call Life Church home, first of all. We ask God for your blessing and anointing upon their lives. God, we ask in Jesus' name that you would meet their needs for those who are anxious, that you would show your grace. 
For those, God, who are confident in you, Lord, help them to be able to be creative in the way that they reach to a world that is broken and lost. Father, we pray for your peace to overcome us. Lord, every single one of us, Lord, we desperately need your peace, and your word says that you are the God of peace, and we thank you for that. Jesus, help us to be confident in you, confident in the reality that you are with us through the power of your spirit, and you're guiding us and leading us. And Father, for those who've been impacted by the uh, coronavirus and uh, currently struggling with that, maybe they're in isolation, Lord, I pray your healing power and virtue to be upon them. God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would raise the sick, that God, those who are hurting and in a position that are vulnerable, God, raise them up and show yourself to be faithful to them. And uh, Lord, we thank you that we serve a loving, a creative, a powerful, and a healing God. And Lord, thank you for these who have chosen today to take these first steps into salvation. And uh, Lord, we rejoice with them over the good things of God. Man, it's been great being with you. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for participating in worship uh, and the time just a little bit earlier. Again, thank you to Pastor Eric and Stephen and uh, so many others uh, that have worked so hard to make sure that we're able to continue our weekend ministries online. Um, And a a quick reminder here for parents, really for anybody who's a part of Life Church, uh, you can text right now, LCU, right now space LCU to 41411. And this will give you access to Right Now Media. It's a great, uh, great resource that we provided for everybody at Life Church. Things for children, for youth, for parents, for marriage, uh, Bible studies. We really want to get you connected to that. So please check it out. Heard from some parents uh, this week who said this has been a lifesaver for them, uh, for their kids uh, to uh, to be able to uh, not get ground up at all or all caught up in uh, in video games as being the only means of passing the time. They do their schoolwork and then they head to some of the Right Now Media and really found it to be a blessing. So you see that on the screen. And also want to invite you to check out uh, Life Church Kids on Facebook. And uh, for that, um, we've got that on the screen as well for you. Also, Real Life Utah, that is our student ministry. Girlfriends is our women's ministry. Lots of things available on Facebook. You can also check us out on YouTube. God bless you. We will see you guys this next week. I want to remind you that on Wednesday night, we will have uh, Facebook Live, our midweek Bible study, which will be James uh, by Francis Chan. Pastor Alfred will be teaching that. You can find, uh, find that study on Right Now Media and just search James and then look for the one done uh, by Francis Chan. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, we really, really cannot wait to get together, hopefully, in the coming weeks. God bless you.